All right, take your Bibles for just a few moments. I really hesitated to preach this morning. I'm going to preach a few minutes. I'm not going to keep you very long this morning. And if I don't strike oil in about two minutes, I'm done, okay? And so if you'll stand with us, Psalms 26, one verse of Scripture this morning. Very short, very simple message, but it's what God gave me last night. One verse of Scripture, Psalms 26. You know, I'm amazed God knows how service is going to be. We don't know. Amen. And God gave me this one verse and said, this is what I want you to preach on. And I thought, well, that ain't enough to preach, but it's enough to preach for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And who knows how long. I'm not putting a time limit. But you know, God can, Jesus preached some three-word sermons and did more in three words than we can do in 10,000. He stood at the tomb of Lazarus and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And there's a resurrection. Amen. He walked out in the storm and he said, peace be still. And the storm called. Just three word sermons. He hung on the cross and said, it is finished. And he purchased our salvation. Hey, God can do a lot in just a few words, can't he? And I know Baptists like short sermons, so you ought to get a blessing out of this this morning anyway. Psalms 26 and verse number 7. The Bible says that I may publish with a voice of thanksgiving and tell of all Thy wondrous works. Father, thank you for the presence of God in this service this morning. Thank you for people just minding you and coming to the altar and laying their burdens down. And God, thank you for the good singing, Lord, how that it's ministered our hearts. And I pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word. Take this one verse and use it in our life and strengthen our church. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want you to notice in verse number 7 here that the psalmist uses the phrase here, the voice of thanksgiving. And he's not just talking about thanksgiving, but he's talking about the voice of thanksgiving. And that's what I want to preach on a few moments this morning is the voice of of thanksgiving. We're living in a time when everybody wants their voice to be heard. I think we have seen that in the last couple of weeks when people are voicing some good and some bad, but it's a time when everybody wants their voice to be heard. And I want to say that if there's a voice that needs to be heard in 2016, it is the voice of thanksgiving. And we as Christians have much to be thankful for. Uh, We should be thankful for our family. If you've got a good husband, a good wife, if God has blessed you with children, then you ought to be thankful that God has given you a family. Don't look across the aisle and say, well, I wish I had this family or that family. No, God has blessed you with people around you that love you and that God has given you a companion in life and children to raise or a good mom or dad. Then you ought to thank God for your family. You ought to thank God for your friends, amen. You ought to thank God for people that'll stick with you through thick and thin, uh, those that will uh, stand by your side. And we should be thankful for our friends and We ought to be thankful for our freedom, amen? I'm telling you, if there's ever been a Sunday when the people of God ought to say amen to that, it's the Sunday we're living in right now. I'm so glad God has been merciful. I'm so glad that God has showed grace to us uh, and he's given us this little space of time and I'm thankful that our freedom was not forfeited this past week, amen? I'm still proud to be an American, aren't you? I thank God for the red, white, and blue. I'm telling you, after this week, I told my wife I want to buy about 20 flags and put them all over the church 
church. I'm just glad to be an American, amen? And it's still the greatest country on planet Earth. And so I'm thankful for our freedom. I'm thankful, we should be thankful for our fitness, our health, amen? I'm telling you, if you've got your health and your strength, you ought to come to church every Sunday. If you can raise an arm, you ought to raise it every single service and say, thank you, Lord, for giving me good health and strength to go to the house of God. You ought to be thankful for your faith, amen? I'm glad I'm not a Jehovah Witness, isn't that right? I'm glad I'm not a Mormon. I'm glad I'm not a Catholic, amen? I'll tell you, I'm glad I'm an old-fashioned, Holy Ghost, uh, old-time Baptist preacher. I'm glad I'm in the faith uh, of the truth of the Word of God, and we ought to be thankful for our faith. Uh, We should be thankful for our forgiveness this morning. Aren't you glad that God forgives you of the sins and forgives me of the sins that we have committed? I'm glad that forgiveness wasn't just at Calvary, but I'm glad he forgave my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. I'm I'm thankful for my father. I'm talking about my heavenly father. Thankful this morning that I've got someone I can go to and lay my burdens down. I'm thankful for my friend. The Bible says that there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And so we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we, this morning? And David in this psalm here, or in this verse rather, he talks about the voice of thanksgiving and he tells us what it is or what it consists of. David tells us in verse number seven here that the voice of thanksgiving is personal, amen? Notice what he said in verse number seven. He said that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. When it comes to giving thanks and when it comes to glorifying God, David said that I take this responsibility upon myself that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. Too many times in church we allow, we want other people to do the praising or other people to do the thanksgiving. A lot of times we look around and say, well, I'm telling you the church service isn't what it ought to be or maybe it's a little bit drier. And I'm telling you, you ought to not listen. David, when it come to giving thanks, uh, he, was, he felt responsible for thanksgiving. David did not feel like it was somebody else's responsibility uh, to be positive or to be thankful. David felt like it was his responsibility. And you know thanksgiving ought to be personal to every one of us. He felt responsible. David was ready to uh, to be thankful. It was so personal in his life. He said that I may uh, uh, publish with a voice of thanksgiving. In other words, David was always ready to glorify God. It didn't matter if he was in church or if he was out at Walmart or wherever he was at. If you was to bump into David, listen, David was gonna say something that was gonna glorify and magnify the Lord, Amen. There's a lot of criticism today, isn't there? I'm telling you, I like to be around people who are just thankful. I get around even some people in church and, and nothing is never good enough. I mean, even after the election, I've seen people posting things that was in a, a negative light. I thought, my Lord, God has just showed mercy upon us. God has just let us uh, have a space of grace. And people still talking, to, I'm talking about Christian people, still talking in a negative light. Do you ever just realize or think sometime to yourself, nothing is just never good enough for some people? I mean, I'm telling you, if you had a glass of gold filled with liquid liquid gold, uh, they'd still find something to criticize or or find something wrong about it. I mean, sometimes we just need to learn to be happy and we just need to learn to be thankful for what God has done, not what's not been done, amen? I've heard people say, well, Trump isn't everything. We know that, but let's just thank God that it's not the other way around this morning. Let's just be ready to thank God that he has heard the prayers of his people. And so, David, it was personal, 
And then to David it was published. Notice what David said, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. When you publish something, you know what you do? You're putting it out there for all the world to read it. You're making it known to everybody. And David said, Thanksgiving's not something that's just in my heart. David said, I'm going to publish this. In other words, I'm going to let everybody know how thankful I am. I'm going to use my voice to magnify the Lord. I think we ought to go to church and publish his Thanksgiving. I think when the preacher preaches, we ought to publish Thanksgiving. I mean, when the singers sing, we should publish Thanksgiving. We ought to be thankful that we get to hear the truth. We should be thankful that we get to go to church. We should be thankful that we have the liberty and the freedom to sit in the house of God this morning and hear the word of God. I'm telling you, friend, we ought to publish with the voice of thanksgiving. The people you work with ought to know that you're a thankful person. The people that you live with ought to know that you have an attitude of gratitude. The people that you're around, uh, uh, friends and, and, and people that you come in contact with, they ought not be around you a few minutes and, and they ought to feel graced by your presence, not because that you're anybody or that I'm anybody, but they ought to hear such an attitude of thankfulness in our heart that it refreshes them. That David said it's personal. David said it's published. But then notice David said it's precious. Amen. He said that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. You know how precious it is this morning to have a voice? Do you realize there are people today that want to talk, but they can't talk? I think about my grandson. I can't even believe I just said that. <laughs> but I think about my grandson. I'll, I'll, he's finally learning when you, when you when, I've got him trained. I don't know if anybody else has, but I've got him trained already. But I've got him trained when he first sees me. He knows who I am. And I'll put him on my knee there and I'll start bouncing him and I'll start talking to him. And you know what he'll do? He'll start moving his lips and he starts making all these face expressions and finally a noise will come out. And if he makes a noise and you acknowledge it, you know what he does? He gets all excited about it. He wants to make more noises. Now he don't have the vocabulary to say what we say but he has the desire to want to talk. When you talk to him, he wants to talk back to you, but he has a voice, but he don't have no vocabulary. As hard as he may try, all he's gonna do is make a little old sound of something that cannot be understood. You can't really tell what's going on and what's going through his mind. If anything is going through his mind, you just know that he is happy and that he wants to say something back, but he don't have the, the capability. He doesn't have the vocabulary, but you and I have the vocabulary. We can say good things. We can say things that honor God. We know the words to speak. Hey, God's give you a voice. Uh, and listen, we ought to be ashamed if we're silent. We ought to be ashamed to sit in church and, and not praise the Lord and not give thanks to God. When he has been so good to us, uh, you say, well, I'm not somebody that can articulate words. Uh, I can't say anything. I, when I get up and speak, it never comes out the way that I want it to. Hey, friend, it never comes out the way any of us want it to. In fact, I've been in a few services where people did plan what they was going to say. And it about drove me crazy. Now, y'all just go ahead and hide your halo and tuck your wings in. Don't worry about the time. I'll turn it around so you can look at it, okay? That way I won't see it. But you know what? Listen, don't worry about getting out of here right now. I'm feeling too good for any of us to go home. Amen? 
Do you know amazing how some people just go to church and, and they, they, they can't say anything positive about, they can't, be, they can't, just, they can't just say something good. I, I, but I'm telling you, I'll get on that in just a minute. But let me move on here just a second. I'm telling you, if you got a voice, if you can talk, if you got something that'll come out of this pie hole that you got right here, uh, you ought to thank God this morning uh, and you ought to use it to magnify and to glorify God. Amen. Don't you go to work on Monday and start complaining about work. God give you a job. Amen. He give you a way to make money. He gave you health and strength to get out of the bed. You say, well, I don't like my job. Well, you ought to thank God you're not unemployed. Amen. You ought to thank God you're not worrying about how you're going to pay your bills. You ought to just thank God. You say, well, you don't know all the mess I got to put up with. No. And you don't know all the mess they have to put up with neither. But you ought to shock that crowd and go to work on Monday morning and just be thankful and sing and praise God and have something good to say to have a voice is precious, friend. And David said that I may publish not with my hands, not with my life, and I believe you can, but with the voice of thanksgiving. I see here that it's precious. I see also that it is positive. Notice he said that I may publish with the voice of what? Not criticism, not whining, not drama. Amen. Don't get quiet in here. Let's get some amens. I'm telling you, don't, don't publish the voice. Too many people use their voice for criticism. Too many people, listen, they'll get up to testify with good intention, but they'll spend most of their time whining about how rough they've had it, how much the devil has rode them. Hey, don't give that booger any credit, amen? I'm telling you, I don't care how deep the valley may be for any of us. Uh, thank God we got a shepherd that'll go with us through the valley and make sure if you're talking about the valley that you glorify the shepherd, amen? That you magnify the shepherd, that you talk about the lily that's in the valley. I'm talking about, listen, this is positive. David said that the voice uh, uh, that comes out of me, it ought to be a voice of thanksgiving. I'm telling you, no matter how bad it may be, no matter how rough you may have it this morning, God has been good to every one of us. We got something to be thankful for, don't we? I'm telling you, listen, uh, you can thank God. You say, what, preacher, I've been having a hard time. Yeah, but God has been faithful to you. He saw you're still, in, you're still in the valley. You know what being in the valley means? That means you haven't went under yet. I'm going through a storm. Yeah, but that, that, that means you haven't drowned in the storm yet. I'm telling you, he will get you to the other side. He'll get me to the other side. David said the voice of thanksgiving is personal. He said it's published. He said it is precious, but David said it is positive. Amen. Amen. Then I want to say this. David said it's purposeful. Notice what he said in verse number seven, that I may publish with a voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. David said, I'm gonna tell of all thy wondrous works. You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means David is gonna lift up the voice of thanksgiving on purpose. Do you know you're not, you're not, you and me, we're not positive on purpose. I don't roll out of the bed on Monday just happy that it's Monday morning and that I've got more aches than I can count sometimes and I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck. You know what I'm talking about? 
I mean, sometimes, but you know what? I'm thankful that Monday comes. I'm thankful that Tuesday comes. You've got to make your mind up when you get up in the morning. You've got to make your mind up when you're going through life that you're just going to go ahead and look on the bright side, that you're just going to go ahead and count your blessings. You've got to make your mind up that you're not going to focus on all the bad things that happen. Man, I'm telling you, listen, if we looked at all the bad things in life, we would live depressed. We would live defeated. We would live discouraged. But the good always outweighs the bad. The blessings always outweigh the trials. God has been better than what the the trials of life is. And my friend, we ought to praise him on purpose. Hallelujah. You'll never praise him on accident. It's when you make your mind up. I'm just going to stand up today and say something good about the Lord. I'm just going to go to that family reunion and say something positive about how good God has been to me. And David said that it was pur- uh, purposeful. And then David uh, tells us here that the voice of thanksgiving is passionate. Notice what he said in verse number seven, that I may publish with a voice of thanksgiving and tell, watch this, of all thy wondrous works. Now David is passionate about telling all his wondrous works. Y'all keep up with the time, okay? (laughs) David is passionate about this. He's not just going to tell some of the things that God has done, but he's going to tell all the things that God has done. I want to ask you a question. Can you tell all the things God has done in your life? That's impossible, isn't it? But David said, I'm just going to publish with a voice of thanksgiving. I'm going to tell of all thy wondrous works. Now, that's impossible. We cannot tell all of, the one, of thy wondrous works. So how is David going to do the impossible? I'm going to tell you how. David's going to constantly tell everything he can about how good God is. I'm telling you, David is just going to spend the rest of his life telling everything that comes to mind, everything of how good, anything that happens in life, David is going to see God in it. He's going to see God in the equation. He's going to see God in the picture. It may be hot and dark and it may be dreary, but David's going to find God sticking out and sticking in somewhere. So is that not what Paul did in Acts chapter 16 when he laid in that prison cell and had been beaten with many stripes and at midnight, I'm telling you, it would have been a good time for Paul to have a pity party but him and Silas came together. They started singing. They started praising God. They started magnifying God from a prison cell. They wasn't worried about why they were there. They wasn't complaining about their circumstances. No, with the voice of thanksgiving in the midnight hour, they glorified God, amen. You know, if they can do that there, then none of us here this morning, including myself, is facing any real difficulties. I mean, I'm telling you this morning, I'm talking about this preacher. The most difficult thing that we face in life, when you look at it through God's lens, it's not difficult at all. You know how I am this morning? And see if you can relate to this. I have been privileged and I have been pampered so much in society. I really don't know what a real trial is. I mean, I go to the doctor. This hasn't happened, but if I did, and they tell me one thing, I worry about it and think, well, that's a, that's a trial. But there are people that live their whole life with infirmities. There are people in other countries that they don't even have a doctor to go see. And they live with what they go through. There are people this morning that don't have one pair of shoes to go on their feet. 
And most of us have a closet full of them. There are people this morning sleeping under a bridge. I was going in a Chick-fil-A there and there was a, a Saturday or Friday as I was, and my wife was making her way home and there was a man sitting there and he was, had a backpack and he had a cardboard box and I mean, cardboard sign made and he had a, a CD player or something he was playing and when I walked up, he was playing Christian music. I mean, some actually good Christian music. And uh, he had this verse on there about walking humbly before thy God. And you know my first reaction, Brother Laddie, when I, I mean, this guy's sitting here, he's got a beard this long, you know, and his hair's this long. It's hard to know where the beard starts and, the, and ends, you know. And he's, he's, he's just homeless. And he's sitting right by the door. And as I'm coming by, people's coming by, and you can tell, I mean, everybody's just walking by like, you know, they've got to go right past him. And you know what he wants, what, he, what he's... And when I walked past this man, I thought to myself, I wonder, this man's playing gospel music. I wonder if he's saved. And I wonder if, what he, if he's really just, is it drugs, is it alcohol, or is he just homeless? I went on in the restaurant... And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I debated to give him any money because I didn't know what he would do with the money. And I was standing inside there and, and I ordered, and, and when they brought me that food and they stuck that bag in my hand, and I thought to myself, that could be me. I don't know what this man's going to do with the money that I'm going to give him, but that could be me. And I just couldn't walk past him. And go on my merry way. I, I felt. I told my wife. I said I, I would have felt like the, the Levite and the priest, walking by. And I gave him a little bit of money. It wasn't a whole lot of money, but he was so thankful for it. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I, I, I'm, th- I'm saying this. Sometimes in life, we, we just don't know how good we have it. We're not going this morning. I, I know there's people here going through trials, but I think sometimes we just forget. How blessed we are. I think there's I think there's bukus of people around this world that are so poverty stricken, not just around the world, but even in America. They'd laugh at some of the things that we we call trials.